It is our first live podcast. Kevin and I used to have real fun in the studio by ourselves, but now we get to share this live with you all. I don't think fucking Star Shima knows how, how uh, she probably fucked up and didn't realize who she got in bed with. <laughs> Kevin, what do you mean? We have been out here changing the game. I think this is an amazing, amazing platform. What I really love about bringing you on as a co-host is I feel like it gave that conversational opportunity. There we go opportunity to the platform and to the podcast and us both being educators, entrepreneurs that we bring so much context to what we have in nursing. And I think what I've learned in our short time, just in season two, we are recording with y'all live here. Episode number, is it number six? Is how many nurses need voices? And our real mission out here is to give nurses the voices that they need to be heard so that we can impact patient care in a different way, right? So I really have loved that. And it is really, really awesome. For those, I see some comments here, people saying, I love it. Facebook users, you have to give StreamYard the right so we can see your name. If not, please don't hesitate to weigh in in the chat. So happy, happy Y'all made history with us. Kevin, can we just tell them they That's made right. history with us? This is our first live together. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be hating my ass now when I fucking bust your balls and shit, though. Who, who are you talking to? The <laughs> listeners or me? Anybody. It doesn't matter. They oh, don't know I'm me. Like, <laughs> I would never. Why would I hate on you? You're, you're my brother. Why would I be hating? Right? Y'all, y'all see the kind of things I go through behind the scenes? Like, this is it, y'all. This is it. All right. So thank y'all for tuning in. We got some congratulations in the chat. Someone said, hey there, I love you both. Thank y'all for being here. Honestly, honestly, yes, honestly. Thank you guys for showing up. I appreciate it. Thank you guys. I really appreciate it. Starshima's the one. Uh, let's see. We know Kevin's. Yeah, you know my language and shit, so don't complain. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? That's what we appreciate about you. Like, if you probably got the censored Starshima probably a couple of years ago, and he always tells me, like, behind the scenes, he always be like, you're too censored. Like, there's a side of you you're not showing to the world. I would probably be offended. And this is how you've helped me be able to accept who I am. Because for a very long time, I was censored. And I was afraid to say things that mattered to me. And you have helped me... Um, you know, come out of my shell. So I appreciate you. Yeah, I mean, just tell me how you really feel about me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, I understand. Nurses are scared to speak up because you work for the hospital. You you're afraid that they're going to fire you and shit. As long as you follow hospital policy, they can't do shit. And that's where nurses have to understand this. We had a conversation today. I want to give a shout out to her because she's like one of my best pals ever. She works down at CRMC. Her name is Joe Gill. And I'm sure a lot of you know her, uh, but she told me a story today. And I'm like, shit, I feel old because I can't even remember the damn story. But even her, like one of the guys that were in her class, she's like, that's the female version of Kevin because she was cursing like me. And she's Indian, like she's Punjabi. And, they, you know, they don't fucking curse that much and shit. But she's like me. Like she learned a long time ago that she has. To, yeah, we love Joe, too. We learned a long time ago that she is awesome and that she taught me a lot and so she speaks up her mind and she said the same thing today as long as you're following policy you ain't have to worry about nothing so don't be scared like how are we going to change nursing if you don't fucking stand up and speak up so okay so 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 let me let me just ask let's unpack this just a little bit because i know i i got a, i got a little choice language too right <laughs> I, i've been I've, I've dropped a few f-bombs in, in my time and in, in nursing but you know we I don't know, Kevin, if we can just go and speak freely about how sure, we feel. Sure, sure. you don't have to, you, you don't have to use curse words, but you can speak very freely. You got to learn how to do it. I know I'm being sexist, but all right. So this person said, I'd like some advice on an ongoing issue at my facility. We work at a specialty unit since COVID. We are expected to float to all three facilities to whatever they choose. I'm an ICU, CVICU since COVID program changed in a majority way. So if you can respond and tell me what units you are being asked to float to. So you're an ICU nurse. So come out of your fucking ivory tower and go down and see your peoples down here. Because if you're an ICU nurse, you should be able to work anywhere. I love you. Don't be mad at me. But 
tell me what floors they're trying to ask you to flow to. And that would help me understand better because it does make a difference. It does make a difference. But I love nursing. I want nurses to understand that you can float wherever you want to float, but you have to have the training and the knowledge to float there. Now, if they ask you to float to fucking L&D, tell them to piss off. I don't know. I'm not an L&D nurse. Are you an L&D nurse, Starshima? Oh, no, that wasn't my specialty, nor my right. magic. That, right, that was not for me. That wasn't so Star- my ministry. <laughs> Starshima, she doesn't know what to do with my answer. She's like, fuck, Kevin's live and shit. I don't know what to do. <laughs> she got her kids in the backgrounds, too. So That's why I have to put it on mute, because they're calling me like they don't see me recording or they don't hear me, and they're asking me things like candy. And so things she like says... We float to the ICU, neural ICU, in the midst of COVID surgery. I floated, stepped up. So, I mean, neural ICU is a specialty. Let me ask you this. Are you trained in a bolt? Do you know what a bolt is? B-O-L-T. Do you know what a bolt is? Do you know what the normal ICPs are? If not, then they're not supposed to float you there. They got to provide you training and, and education and competencies. If they float you to step down, that's easy. You should be able to do that with no problem. But the neuro ICU, that's a little bit different. So I get that. So what you're saying is if they have this skill set, you know, we have to be mindful of what we can do and then watching what are the things that they're delegating off to us. And if we can't, then we shouldn't go. But if our skill set covers the umbrella of like an ICU nurse going to medical surgical, then it should work. I'll give you an example. If you're a medical surgical ICU nurse, I don't know if you know what that means. General medical ICU nurse. And they ask you to be a trauma ICU nurse. If you have never been trained as an ICU, a trauma ICU nurse, you shouldn't be floating there. You don't have the skills. It's not that you're dumb. Right. See, this person says, I was not trained for neuro. They did give me a stable neuro patient. I did have cardiovascular patient along with a stable neuro. That patient turned out to comfort care. So if you've never taken care of neuro ICU patients, then you shouldn't be floated there. The Board of Nursing, the BRN, the Board of Registered Nursing says that you should have a competency to float wherever you're going to go. And if you're not comfortable, then you have an obligation as a nurse to say, no, I'm not going to go there. If I float there, I'll do IVs. I'll do the basic nursing care, but I'm not going to take care of a patient. It's no different to me. I'm I'm an awesome nurse, but if they've tried to float me to labor and delivery, what the hell would I do? What would I do if I floated to L&D, Sarshima? You would probably not. We, we, we can't say it on live or we don't lie. That, I would not do you like that. But I'm sure that you would perform well. You would leverage no. your good nursing knowledge. No, but what, what if they asked me to take a team of labor and delivery patients, what would I say? You would deny it. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not going to do that shit. I'll, I'll start IVs. I'll start Foley's. I'll massage the fundus. I'll give ice chips. But I'm not taking, I don't have no idea what a damn toco is. So I'm not going to sit there and take care of patients I'm not comfortable with. And that's where nurses feel they don't have the right to say no. And you do. In fact, the Board of Nursing has, they say you have an obligation to say no. So I don't understand why nurses feel they can't do it. Now, I know I'm being sexist. You and I have talked about this a lot. I think it comes from a female perspective. You think you're going to be a good team member. You don't want to, you don't want to say no because you see it as confrontation, but you got to look at patient advocacy. What's safe for the patient? And that's where nurses have to change their mindset. Well, I think also, too, <laughs> is being aware how to safely say no. Like, I think that sometimes I don't, I don't we're even not know empowered what, to I don't say even know no. what that means. Explain what the fuck that means. That means, what it means, let's unpack this, is because we <laughs> are trained when we start working. Right. When we don't know what the law says, the laws that govern us as nurses and the facilities, when we're not familiar with that, like when we talked about policies and procedures and scope of practice, some nurses don't know what they can say no to and what they're afraid of. If I then say who, no, am I fucking, abandoning my job? Whose fucking fault is that then? If you well, don't fucking know, whose fault is that? I think it's one we can we nope. can take because nope. we're all accountable. No, no, our Let's own accountability. Let's back the fuck up. <laughs> Whose fucking fault is it if you don't know the laws and the regulations? It will be us Sex? as nurses because we are right. responsible to know the yeah. laws when we so are don't there. bullshit yeah. people. If you don't know the fucking rules and regulations and the laws mm-hmm. that govern you, that's your damn fault. Right. You're re- you are relying on a corporation that right. only wants you as a fucking number. If you die tomorrow, they don't give a shit about you. Now, I don't know what your license number is, but just make up a number. What's your license number? 
Sorry, sorry, sorry. Say it one more time, Kevin. What is your what what is your license? Tell those damn kids to be quiet. We we recorded this shit. <laughs> them Uncle Kevin's gonna come over and kick their ass if they don't be quiet. <laughs> right, Uncle Kevin gonna get them. Okay, tell me what is my license number? Yeah, yeah, just make up a number. What is your license number? Eight nine two five six seven. Eight nine two five six seven. So you are no longer Starshima RN. You're a fucking prisoner of the state of California. You are convict eight nine two four five seven, and that's what and people not a don't. Convict, hold on. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. That's what people don't understand. You are guilty until proven innocent in the board of nursing, and that's where people fail to realize that shit. So look at this. This person says some guidance on travel nursing. What's the best way to file taxes? And not pay crazy money. Get a fucking pay a goddamn tax person and shit. You make all that money and shit. No, nah, so seriously though, if you're traveling, everything you do as a travel nurse is written off. Like if you buy scrubs, if you go out to eat, you can claim 50% of your meals, you can claim your hotels, you can claim your gas money. But don't be cheap as shit. Hire a damn tax advisor. I mean, you can write off a lot of money. Do you have kids? The person who's saying they're a travel nurse, do you have kids? I'll help you with that shit. You can start your own business if you got kids. And you can do what's called the Starshima Family Management Company and shit. And write shit off on taxes. Did you know that, Starshima? Yes, absolutely. So, well, I think, too, like for all our nurses, I think that's a good question. Because I think that, yeah. especially during the travel times, especially COVID, and now we're seeing some of these nurses making tons and tons of money. It's like, hey, what do I do now? I made all the money during this time, now they're going to tax me like crazy, right? I think that when we go in and look at these things, and I know it's hindsight is now because you've already done it, is looking at ways to go back and reinvest the money that will give you tax breaks, will help your money grow for you in the future as well, I think would be a good thing of when you're making all the money versus making the money to live off the money now, but how do I put it away to help it grow for yep. the future? Yeah, but we talked about this. I'm not a big fan of 401ks, 403bs. In 2008, all of these older nurses like me and older, they lost their fucking shirt. I encourage every nurse. Now, this is not financial advice. So if you lose your money, that's on fucking you and shit. Always seek expert financial advice. But I encourage nurses to look at what's called an index universal life insurance policy. It's not only life insurance, but it grows at 9.6% interest every year. And it's the bank of whoever the fuck your name is. So like for Starshima, it's the bank of Starshima. You can put money into it. You're not going to lose money. If the stock market crashes, it doesn't lose money. It grows over the last 20 to 30 years. It grows 9.6% interest. And it's your money. You don't get taxed on it. If you take it out and borrow it, you don't get taxed on it. So I encourage every nurse to look up what's called an index universal life insurance policy. That's what the rich people do and shit. How many of you out there know what digital currency is? They started in December of 2022, a digital dollar. And May or June of this year, they're going to break out the digital dollar live, and they're going to force everybody onto the digital dollar. Your paper money is going to be fucking worthless. So just keep that in mind. You'll see that shit coming. I, it was a while ago, and this was before, I think it was during COVID, it was this video that came on and I couldn't find it again because, you know, they take these things off of YouTube sometimes. And it was talking about it and I was looking at it from a business aspect because they're talking about essentially we're going to get into a world of like the have and the have nots. And they were talking about if we look at how the world is completely going digital and there's going to be spaces that's going to be able to monopoly because they are prepared for it. Right. right. So if you're not set up, if your business isn't set up digitally to take credit cards, you remember you would go to a business or establishment, they wouldn't take a credit card from you? Like foolish, because this is where it is going. I've actually seen that in some cases they've trialed like chips underneath people's skin to where digital, you're not going to be going and taking a dollar into the store. You're going to be wanding your wrist and you're going to be mark, paying for your goods. The mark of the beast. The mark of the beast. Yeah. Well, we'll just lay it out here for us, Kevin. But I'm I see saying. that they're already testing these things out but what is that is that a digital dollar yeah, that's that's a digital currency because they want to know where you spend every damn dollar you spend so you know yeah. you just got to understand that right now crypto the sec is talking about you know crypto's bad crypto's bad but the whole time of all these countries are setting up digital currencies because we're not backed by gold most uh -huh. currencies are not backed by gold they're backed by bullshit 
your dollar, that's what it's worth right there. It's worth nothing and shit. I mean, we're we're borrowing upon borrowing upon borrowing, and people are asleep and stuff. So, but yeah. whatever. You got to do what you got to do. This right. person says, how do you feel about the possibility of them changing patient to nurse ratios due to the nurse shortage? They're not going to change the patient ratios because it's a law already. Like you're the one that, and I don't mean, I don't know who wrote this message, so don't take it personal. But if you don't know the fucking laws, that's on you. There is a law that's written. It's already law that says you can only take so many patients to so many nurses. But most nurses haven't educated themselves. The only people that are educated are the union hospitals. The non-union hospitals don't realize that there are patient to nurse ratios. And you feel obligated to take those patients. All you got to do is say this. Fuck you, Starshima. I'm not taking those patients. I don't feel safe. Now, can they fire you? I mean, technically they can because you're being insubordinate, but they can't report you to the board for refusing to take patients. You have an obligation. Even the Board of Registered Nurses state that you have an obligation to refuse an assignment if it's unsafe. I think it's just nurses are scared. They're afraid to say no because they don't want to lose their job. But if you have a nursing shortage and you say no, how the fuck are they going to lose your job? I mean, what are they going to do? Fire me and shit. Okay, I'll go take some unemployment. I'll take stress leave. Well, many nurses don't have that courage because, you know, you then, think about the then professor. Fucking, look at me. Then fucking get the courage. Well, here's the thing. It's like stability is a big thing, you know, and to think about. Yeah, we should be empowered to speak up for ourselves, right? And you, get the courage. Want, but how do we do you, get the courage to do you want to lose your license? For ourselves? Do you Absolutely want to lose not. your license or do you want to have the courage? Well, I don't want to lose my license, now, right? But uh, some of not, them feel obligated to do it. That's because they have been brainwashed to think that way. Again, my friend Joe. Are you in the healthcare field or would you like to learn how to save a life? Let Central Valley Medical teach you today. We offer CPR and first aid, IV therapy, ACLS, PALS, NRP, and more. Visit us at www.morethancpr.com or call us today at 559-765-0306. We do more than just CPR. Learn to respond to a code, not react. Again, my friend Joe, mm -hmm. we had this conversation today and she says the same thing I say. Yeah. If you understand medicine, that's why I encourage nurses when they take their continuing education classes, don't just take bullshit classes. Learn your craft. I know what doctors know. I can't practice because I'm not a doctor, but I know what the fuck they know. And the reason why I know what they know is because I study, I research, I ask questions. So when I confront them and I say, look, uh, Dr. Starshima, we can't do this, this, and this because of A, B, and C, they can't question my ass. Now, if you just come with some bullshit-ass answer like, I don't feel comfortable, you don't have a leg to stand on. If you can stand toe-to-toe -to -toe with them medically and, and articulate what you, you know, what you want to say and it makes sense medical-wise, they can't fucking argue with you. And if they do, say, that's fine. I'm going to chart that shit. Soon as you say I'm chart that you were arguing with the doctor about what to do medically. No, but I'll give you an example. I don't remember if we talked about this or not, but how many of you know what the Daisy Award is? I remember the Daisy. Yeah, we remember yeah. Daisy Awards, right? I, Those nurses I, that go over. I fucking won that son of a bitch with this mouth. Did you know that? Did you win the Daisy Award? Yeah, I fucking you won little Daisy, you. I won that at the last hospital you and I worked at. And not okay. even I did not do anything special to win it. You know the doctor. I won't mention his name. And yeah, I like the won't. guy. He's a, he's a nice fucking guy. Mm -hmm. But there was a lady. I guess she was a... Now, don't be mad, Starshim. She's a rich white lady. I guess she was a... Ain't no wrong with that. I know, but she was super rich. Okay. She, way richer than Kevin. Right. So, <laughs> she was a donor of the hospital that we worked in. She was part of the... I don't even know what you call it. The foundation or whatever the fuck they call that shit. Okay. And she was a columnist of the Fresno Bee. Like, she was a big wig. Okay. She had seizures. She's never had seizures before. She never had no medical problems. So she had seizures. And then, so you're the day shift nurse. I'm the night shift nurse. Mm -hmm. You gave her a report and said, listen, this bitch, she's never had seizures before. Her CT scan is normal. Her labs are normal. Everything's normal. Mm -hmm. But she's still a Glasgow of, of like 12 or 13. Well, the doctor wanted to discharge her home. Mm. So what would you do? 
you advocate for the patient. She's not back yep. to her baseline. So why would you? Yeah, yeah. But the CT scan's normal. Everything's normal. Starshima. We're going to send her home. Well, despite a CT scan being normal and all those things, the patient is still altered, which is in her baseline. So what did I do? Advocate for the patient, yeah, I hope. I said, yeah, I said, I'm not sending this bitch home. She's fucking a Glasgow 12 to 13. Not, I hope you didn't call her the B word. <laughs> I did. I did. I told this doctor that. I'm like, I'm not sending this fucking lady home. You want to discharge her? Here's a discharge instruction. Send that bitch home yourself. And what did he do? He attempted to discharge her himself. No. I'm and what? Kidding. And what? Yes, he did. That's did exactly. He? Oh, right. wow. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm just being sarcastic. I didn't know. That's what exactly what. And what happened to her when he went in to discharge her? I don't know. She had another massive seizure. Mm. She spent six days in the ICU. Wow. And what did I say when we walked out of the room? Probably. Yeah. I, I can just imagine what Kevin said. <laughs> I said, this is why you fucking listen to Kevin. Oh, okay. That's what I told him. I said, don't be fucking stupid next time. Listen to me, motherfucker. I got 30 years experience in this shit. You right. don't discharge people with a glass gal less than 15, especially if that's if not, not their normal. Yeah, no, like, what the basic. fuck, dude? That's fucking common sense 101. Yeah. And I left it. That's all I did. And I don't know, two or three months later, somebody was walking down the hallway. Oh, congratulations, Kevin. Congratulations, Kevin. I'm like, for fucking for what? Oh, you won the Daisy Award. I'm like, what the fuck is the Daisy Award? <laughs> I'm a little Daisy. <laughs> I don't even, I don't know, but I didn't know what that shit was. And that's all I did was advocate for my patient. So we got yeah. another one in here. I just, let's see what Miss Sarah had in here. I think nurses need to be a little bit more open to taking assignments a little different than they are used to. That's how we grow. Yeah, but I get that, Sarah, but are you trained? Yeah, she says, don't be a fucking sissy. Yeah, I got in trouble last week, Sarah, for saying that shit, but I call y'all fucking younger nurses pussies and shit. But my question to you, Sarah, though, is, have you been trained? Because this is what happened at the state says, if you haven't been properly trained or received a proper competency, why are you taking those patients? You as a nurse are going to get in trouble for that. The hospital doesn't give a shit. They'll throw you under the bus in a harp. I get what she's saying. I mean, I, my friend lost her job and took them to court and won. What did she lose her job for and what did she win for? That's what I'd like to know. So respond to that shit and let me know what that is. Also, someone said there's been <laughs> some chatter on the state level about changing the ratios. Okay, what, what does that mean? What are we changing the state ratios to? Because that shit ain't going to happen. I can guarantee you. I can guarantee that shit won't happen because the California Nurses Association, the the largest RN union in the world, they won't fucking let that happen. They got the money and they got the nursing power for that shit to happen. Yeah. I can guarantee that shit won't happen. I think it's one is a thing to grow. One thing is nurses and especially seasoned nurses. COVID life has changed. I do think that we have to be open of how we look at assignments, but I also for growth, right? There are some things like if you an ER nurse, can you operate on the med search floor? If you're an ICU nurse, can you operate on the med search floor? Like understanding those things to expand your capacity. When I was a bedside nurse, I didn't want to float out my department. If I knew they were going to float me, I'll call out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I get that. I got that. I'm going to call out somebody too because Tiffany says she has no issues calling out a male doctor. But my question is, do you have a problem calling out a female doctor? Why's it got to be a male doctor, you sexist ass woman, <laughs> Tiffany? <laughs> Tiffany may have been responding to what I was saying about us as women, like calling out male doctors in relationship to that may be the response that she was talking about there. I know Tiffany. She's seasoned. Okay. She's a seasoned nurse. But the problem is, how long did it take you, Tiffany, to learn to call out a male doctor? Did you do it right away? Did you take a year, two years, five years? Because... I think a lot of nurses have, they're nervous to call out doctors in general. People think they can't speak to a doctor in a certain way because they're a doctor. You got to change your thought process. We're here for the patient. We're not here for the fucking doctor. Fuck that motherfucker, whether it's a man or woman. But that's my point, though. If you don't know what you're talking about, how are you going to call them out? She says, I don't care who or what. They're. All right, don't, they don't feed my family. I love that. That's true. Right. Some doctors are stupid as fuck. Some are awesome, just like nurses. Some nurses are awesome. Some suck ass. Don't try to be nice, fucking Starshima. Call it what it is and shit. That's why people love Kevin, because I'm fucking real and shit. I don't bullshit people. I tell them the truth. So. 
Look at someone giving you kudos over there. It's a, that's what I love about Kevin. Yeah, He's that's so real. Whoever that was didn't say I love you. They said that's what I live about Kevin. You should. Oh, they meant love. I, I, yeah. I, Whatever you should live about Kevin. Live Kevin, goddammit. I like that shit. <laughs> yeah, Kevin gets a little bit just in case y'all cannot tell Kevin that y'all love me without telling him that you love him because he gets a little bit offended. You see how it went down in the group? I'm just messing with you. Kevin. All right, so, so I, I, we missed this question. I got to go back. What? Which one? Melanie Medina. I love her and shit. We've known each other for a while. She says, how often are nurses on medical surgical supposed to check on a patient? So oh. are you ready for this shit? Are you ready? I remember being told it was every two hours to check on them. But that's the fucking problem. That's my biggest issue right there. Nurses are being told to check on their patients every two hours, but what does your fucking policy say? I'll give you a fucking free class. Any of you, listen to me. I'll give you a fucking free class if you find me a policy that says other than every hour. I can guarantee you that every hospital policy in the Valley says the same thing every hour. Your manager, your director, your charge nurse tells you every two hours because they only give a shit about the patient satisfaction scores, which is H caps. Is it the nurse that can check on them or the nursing assistant or the UAP just, or the it, tech? It just says the law and the policy says a patient has to be assessed hourly. Assessed hourly. Well, then if that's just the nurse because CNAs don't assess patients. But the problem is this. If you peek in the room and the fucking patient is breathing or you see chest rise and fall, what does the nurse assume? That the patient is alive and breathing. But, but my question to you is, is it possible that a patient is dead and still breathing or still looks like they're breathing? It could be a possibility. What is the medical term for that? I don't know. Tell us, Kevin. Agonal gasp. <laughs> but it looks different, no, though. No, no, it does not. If you've never seen it, then you don't know it. And that's the problem because most nurses have not seen it. Literally, the patient's chest rises and falls because remember, they're looking from a distance and the patient's doing this. And it looks like they're what? But oh, oh no, this, Kevin. I do. I'm 100% without a doubt, Starshim. I eat, sleep, and drink. If I don't fucking know shit, I'm a stupid motherfucker, Starshim. I don't know <laughs> no, you're shit. Not. I am. Listen to what Kevin's saying. I don't yes. know shit, but mm -hmm. what the fuck do I know? What do I know without a doubt? I know this like the bones in my body. What do I know? Nursing? I eat, sleep, and drink this shit. I believe you, but is agonal gas, it doesn't look like normal yes. breathing. If it, it does at fucking three o'clock in the morning when you're peeking in the motherfucking room, uh, that's exactly well, what it looks like. And that's well, I think and, we need to assess more thoroughly then and, and, and then when nurses And then when nurses see it, they go back to the monitor and what do they see on the monitor? Somebody said, just give me mouth to mouth. Just give me damn mouth to mouth, Kevin. <laughs> Serena, I would give you mouth to mouth any fucking time. Don't worry about that shit. <laughs> this one says that I've known a few nurses that See? have found patients. Of course, because dead, most. Because, and it's on night shifts. Yeah, because most codes or rapid response happen between 5.30 and 7.30 every fucking morning. Because that's what happens on night shift. And that's what the problem. They see normal sinus rhythm. They see sinus Brady, which is a PQRST, and they think that the patient is alive. But what have they not done? They haven't checked for circulation. Yeah, just you don't even have to do that. Just go touch the fucking patient. What's the dead person feel like? Cold. Right. And as soon as you and feel how long them, they've been gone. Yeah, but remember, I was your rapid response nurse. So when I come in, I'm checking on the patient. I'm like, Starshima, this bitch is in fucking rigor mortis. <laughs> How long's rigor mortis take to set in? Like, I just checked up 15 minutes ago, Kevin. No, you didn't. That shit, it's been like a fucking hour and shit. Like, what the fuck? Don't bullshit me. They just start turning blue. Well, I'm not mad. I don't give a shit. The patient's dead, but don't act like I'm stupid and shit. Like, I know nursing. Like, I love this shit. Kevin, yeah, we know you know you're nursing. We, no, we would I, never second guess you and what you know. Because no, you know what I, the doctors know. I love this shit. Like, I you eat, sleep, and dream this. I do. Like, I don't know Absolutely. anything in the world, but I know this shit. So, right. No, I know you do, for sure. See, we had monitors at the nurses' station that know. Yeah, I believe that shit. Nobody monitors that shit, you know. And that's, this is my biggest pet peeve. I'm not, don't be mad at me if I'm saying it wrong, Nakia. But we get in trouble right now because nurses are being asked to take the EKG exam when they get hired. And then a lot of nurses are failing the EKG exam 
and managers and directors are surprised, but we don't fucking use that shit. We got EKG tags. We got monitor tags. We got doctors. Most nurses don't know how to read their fucking strip. And I'm not mad at them. As a manager, don't get mad at your staff because they don't understand the shit. If you don't use it, you're going to lose it. I love you, Nakia. Don't worry. I hope I'm saying your name right. Shit. We all got fucked in nursing school. No, we did? Yes. Well, you must not have a good educator like no, me. No, no, that's bullshit. <laughs> I, it's bullshit. We all got Even you, you got fucked in nursing. <laughs> Why? You were, because who was your teacher? An old I ass? I can't remember. Yeah, but listen to me. Was your teacher an old ass fucking nurse or a young nurse? I pretty much, mine's all like middle age at that time. I don't I believe think. that shit. I think they're fucking old as shit. You think Mo so? Yeah, I, I if you look at numbers, numbers don't lie. Most nursing instructors are old as shit, anywhere from 55 to 75 years old. Very few are fucking 35 to 45. Okay. So what is so, that being older? Because what did they learn when they became a nurse? Did they learn task-based medicine or did they learn evidence-based medicine? Probably more task-based. Exactly. And what are they still teaching? Well, we are trying to teach nope. those evidence-based. Nope. nope. That's bullshit. <laughs> That's you. school to teach you how to do the thing. You didn't right? listen to yeah. what I said. What do what? those old ass nurses, what mm -hmm. do they still teach? Oh, they only teach what they know, right? They teach task-based medicine, not evidence. Right. You give out your students. I won't tell you what school. I was a young clinical instructor. Okay, well, good for you, 26-year-old. But what did you teach your fucking students? What were you taught? I got to look and see who this was. I'm going to fucking call you out by name and shit now. Don't make me call you out and shit. Oh, don't. Okay, I get you. I won't call you out by name because I love you and shit. But you got to understand this. When you were fucking a young nurse, what did those old ass bitches teach you? Did they teach you fucking evidence-based medicine or did they teach you clinical evidence-based medicine? And the problem is if they're teaching you task-based medicine, that's what you're going to teach your nursing staff right. or your nursing students. I'll give you a prime example because the school that you teach at, I won't name it, but... Your teachers, where you work, they have a book that you give the students. In your book that you give the fucking students, they say, don't inflate the Foley when you fucking insert it. But what do the fucking old ass nurses still teach? Oh, they oh they tell you don't test it. Because back in the day when I was a no, nurse. No, listen to what I said. What? That's what that's what the fucking book says. Yeah. But what, what do the old nurses still teach your students? Because I get it. Yeah, I mean, say, I don't know what they, I think in I do, because I see your, I know what they teach you, because your fucking students come to my class, and they say to me, my nursing instructor told me to check the balloon for the integrity. But what does the right. fucking book say? Well, you don't check it. Because so you why, why, the if the book says don't check the integrity, why does the fucking old ass nurses teach your students to do it? That's because what they know. They only can teach what they know. You but can't stop, teach what you know. Yeah, don't but know. stop teaching what you know and start teaching what the fucking book says. If you're an instructor, read the motherfucking book. Shit changes. I hope that that would be every instructor at but every it's not. institution's I, focus. I want you to come. I challenge you, Starshima, to come to my mm -hmm. class Saturday. I got a class mm -hmm. on Saturday, my IV class. Mm -hmm. You come and you talk to these fucking nurses and you ask them the questions I'm asking you. What did your nursing instructors teach you? I can guarantee you that 80% of them are still mm -hmm. taught old school shit and not what's right. the news. So that's a thing for nursing people who are nursing education, right? So how do we teach the things that are evidence-based or the things and the right things but that we're that's, doing not but, teaching the things that... Yeah, but that's what I ask my students. How does mm -hmm. Kevin know evidence-based medicine. How did I learn that shit? I wasn't taught it. How did I learn it? You have to go teach yourself or you have to go and study and get the education. I, exactly. I Experience read a motherfucking book. I read a motherfucking mm -hmm. book. If I didn't understand what was in the book, I'd go to Sarshima and I'd say, Sarshima, I read this shit. It doesn't make sense. Can you fucking help me make it understand sense? But every nurse needs to do that. Why won't they? Well, sometimes it's that, well, we should all be continuous learners, you, right? That's you, our yeah, thing as professionals, but some people, it's hard to unlearn what they... No, that's bullshit. That's Excuses <laughs> are like assholes. Everybody's right. got one and they all stink. How did Kevin learn evidence-based medicine? I read a fucking book. I went to Starshima and I said, Starshima, I read this fucking book. I don't understand it. Can you help me fucking understand? Why can't every nurse do that? It's, it's personal response. Exactly. 
Exactly. So I don't want to hear fucking people say they can't do it. If Kevin does it and Kevin can learn it, I'm a dumb motherfucker, Starshima. I don't think that it's not that people cannot do it. It's the willingness to want to do it. Exactly. It's not the, not that they don't, I mean, that they can't because all things are possible, right? It is the willingness. So I'm saying for every, it's like that personal accountability. I shouldn't go and push a med if I don't know how to give it. I shouldn't teach something I don't know. I shouldn't educate a person about something that I'm not familiar with, right? Excuses are like assholes. Everybody's got one and they all fucking stink. Right, because we are all continuous learners. As Florence Nightingale impacted the professional. Shit, shit or get off the pot. Right, for sure. Absolutely. And I think it's just getting that commitment back. I think that goes back. (laughs) I can't remember who said it in the group, but how do you ignite your own passion again? How do you get back to that love and that education and not feeling Stop being fucking jaded. Stop being jaded. Stop listening to these old motherfucking nurses. Stop Mm -hmm. being jaded. Love people. I'm not a religious person. I don't know if you know me, Starshima. I'm not a religious person at all. Are you not a religious person, Kevin? I grew up hardcore Southern Baptist. I got the shit kicked out of me in Jesus's name. But if you just look at the Bible on its face, Jesus was a mentor. He went out and he mentored people on the streets. He loved people on the streets. He was with the homeless. He was never in the fucking church. He was with the homeless people. That's what nurses are. We're those people that go to the homeless people, to the people who can't take care of themselves, who don't understand. We're there to mentor and love them. And if you don't have that passion, you're not going to get it. There's no way to get it. You're so worried about the fucking job. You're so worried about the money. Quit worrying about that shit. Worry about the patient. It's almost like just serve, right? Like serve and serve with everything in you and then everything else will come over. But I think we go into it for the wrong reasons. And I don't think it's always about listening. I guess we can listen to other people, but we have to have our own self, right? You have to know why you're in this. It can't be for money because what happens when the money goes away? What happens when you don't feel like you've earned enough? I think every nurse who's nursed for some period of time There's some days that you went home and you felt like you made no money because you were emotionally depleted. That emotional bank account was absolutely dry. So that someone says self-motivation is key. I agree with you, right? And like you said, God was that ultimate example. He was out with the sick, right? He was out with the sick. We don't need healed people to come in. If so, we don't have profession or a job. We need the sick people, right? And doing the work. I don't understand why fucking nurses don't get that. When people come in, like I'm an ER nurse. When people come in at three o'clock in the morning, my stomach curves. I don't feel good. I bring them back to a bed and like, Starshima can have a sandwich. What the fuck? You're here for stomach pain. Why do you want a sandwich? Who gives a fuck? Give them a fucking sandwich. They're probably there because they're lonely. They don't feel good. They don't have anybody to love them. You got to have compassion for everyone. You're there 12 hours. You're going to get paid no matter what you do. Why do you give a fuck why they're there? Quit complaining and shit. You got a motherfucking job. You're not out in the fields picking grapes. You're not fucking out in the fucking snow cleaning the streets and shit. You're in a hospital where the fucking air conditioner and hospital is. So why do you complain and shit? I don't get that shit. I'm glad you said this because I have a nurse. I won't tell you her name, but she's applying for a job. She wants to be a manager. She asked for 65 bucks an hour because I told her to ask for that shit. And they told her, well, we'll call you back. And then she messaged me back saying, oh, my God, I don't think they're going to fucking hire me. I said, who gives a fuck? Multiply 65 times eight, right? Eight hours a day, $65 times eight times five times 365 days or 52 weeks. I don't remember what I said, but it comes out to like $135,000 a year. That is not that much money to be working 24-7 as a fucking manager and director. And she's worried that she's not going to get the job. But I'm like, fuck that shit. If they don't want to pay you what you deserve, fuck them. Let them get somebody else and their shit's going to be shitty. They're going to have a shitty department. You get what you pay for. And that's what nurses got to understand, that you deserve more. All right, we got two questions here. I missed them. I got fucking slow because I'm fucking talking too much shit. One person says... And they okay, are, here's one. One said they agree with you putting the focus back, okay? How you see yourself as a nurse, okay? They said, my passion as nurses is caring for others. I work to make sure to do it the right way. That is awesome. 
This one yeah. here is talking about CEs. Hospitals have done away with education and seven days are paying for refreshing. Yeah, we talked about this. I had a nurse who came in the other day who said that she has to do what's called the RQI. I don't know if anybody know what RQI is, but it's the new type of education that they have for ACLS, PALS, BLS. They basically want you to take a course and then every 90 days you have to come to a machine and do your skills. This nurse said that she comes in every 90 days, but they don't pay her. They only give her education hours. And I, was, and I said, fuck that shit. If they're going to make me come into work to fucking do a skill sessions, they're going to pay me shit. They are required to pay you. You can't fucking come into work and they not pay you. If you're allowing that shit, that's on you. I'm not coming into work for motherfuckers not to pay me and shit. How do you influence change without complaining? I said that before. If you want to influence change without complaining, come with a fucking solution. Uh -huh. Don't fucking just bitch and complain. Uh -huh. I don't care as a manager. If I'm your manager, I don't care that you're complaining, but come with a solution. I don't like A, B, and C. So here's a solution to change that shit. And here's why my change is going to save us money. It's going to save us time. It's going to make a difference. But as a manager or director, if you're just bitching and complaining, I'm not going to listen to you. Come with a solution and then I'll listen to you. And I think when you come with a solution is making sure it's not personal and it's very objective. Right. The overall right. whole right. of, the, or of the, the care of the patient is our primary focus. And when we can do this, because I hear people complain all the time and you probably have heard people complain and you all in the live has heard people complain. But sometimes we get so used to complaining and griping from a personal standpoint, but it's really not for the common good of the whole. Right. It's really right. like this makes it inconvenient for me. But how do we find solutions that is going to help us be better and then provide better care to our nurses? So I think that's why our mission is here is to give no nurses voices, but not give nurses voices to complain about things that don't matter. Right. Let's have a mission to complain about the things and bring the solutions to the table that's going to deliver better quality care to not our patients on the backside. Yeah, but not just that, but if you're complaining because you think you're overwhelmed and shit, do you know what the rules are? Do you know what the regulations are? Most people have no idea what the regulations are. They don't know what the laws are. If you don't educate yourself on the laws, the regulations, what the BRN says, how the fuck are you going to complain? I'm not joking. I eat, sleep, and drink these rules. I put my email so when the Board of Nursing changes shit, I get an email that says, Sarshima, shit's changing. And the so, real truth is he will inbox me when it's yeah, changing. Yes, of course. He'll list the things that are on the horizon that he yeah. sent to me. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but at least you know I'm not full of shit. You might think I'm a fucking nut, but at least I'm telling you the truth and I see what's coming. I know what the laws are. Things So framing matters. And so, yes, of course, because you got to know what the rules are. What does the board of nursing say? And that's where you have to start with. Be honest. I'm going to pick on Starshima because it's her or not. Now, be honest, Starshima. Don't fucking lie. Have you ever read your scope of practice? The entire scope of practice, I have not. Exactly. And 99% of nurses have not. Mm -hmm. Who has read their scope of practice fucking thoroughly? Put the three in the chat box if no. you are a nurse. No, you, you didn't have read your, your... Yeah, but you didn't answer my question. Who has read their scope of practice thoroughly? Probably Kevin. Yeah, Kevin? I do it because you live by the sword, you die by the sword. That's true. Who has read their policies thoroughly? I can't say I've read every policy. Yeah, thoroughly. who has? If y'all so put four in the chat box, if you've read your policies thoroughly, yeah. who, and we're going to send you a mug. Who, we're going to send you one of our coffee mugs. Who has read the fuckers policies thoroughly? Kevin? Yeah, because that's there's no way that they can fuck with you if you read that shit. Now, That's why you go up against these doctors, wait, right? You'd be like, minute. I know yeah. more than you. Yeah. Well, I, I know minute. more than you already. Yeah, but well, wait a minute. You give away you giving away free t-shirts and free mugs. Where my motherfucking free t-shirt <laughs> hey, and mug? Sarah, I, Sarah put four. Sarah put four. Send her, her mug, Kevin. Send her, I, her mug. I want that shit. I don't know if I believe Sarah. I'm gonna fucking check Sarah. I use it. Wait, she said I usually read it, but it's not until after a question arises. Well, at least you fucking read it. Yeah, no, uh, that's true. I mean, we have to read policies. Mel Melanie have. says, I read the policy because the hospital don't have your back. That's true, Melanie. That's right. That's true. I don't know what fucking Alma Molina says. She got some fucking thing. Is, does that mean you're raising your hand? I read that shit, Alma. I believe Alma, she's read her policies. 
I do think it's important to know what your policies are, to know what the scope of practices are, sitting down and going through them. Because again, like, I don't know who that young lady was at the top or who it was. It was a Facebook user. She says, no organization have your back. And at the end of the day, what's black and white is the only thing that's going to protect you, not the the shades of gray, right? It's in these days. It is absolutely absolute. I love you, Alma. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, but that's my point. What she said? She said lots of laugh. Yes. Okay, but here's Gustavo Garcia. Places are having nurses work with COVID patients with no extra pay. And even the extra pay is not worth it because if you do get COVID, you have to be out a minimum of five days with no pay, so it's not worth it. Okay, Gustavo, I love you, but look at me. I've had COVID three fucking times, and what do I still do? Go to work? Yeah, fuck that shit. I don't give a fuck. I wear my. Are you doing the best thing for the patient? I don't take care of patients, but I come here, I wear an N95 mask. I mean, how many fucking vaccines are we going to get? Like, we got a vaccine, we got a booster shot, we got two fucking booster shots, we got booster upon booster. Is the flu take booster shots? No. Right, so how many fucking booster shots you going to motherfucking take? They say that you can only get COVID once, but how many times have I gotten COVID? Three times. Did you take the vaccine? I mean, I don't, you don't have to tell me on live. We can talk I about do. It. I took the vaccine and I took the booster. After that, I said, fuck that shit. I'm not taking booster upon booster. When you figure that shit out, then I'll fucking take another shot. I take yeah. the flu shot every year because, you know, I don't want to get the flu and shit, but I take the flu shot every year. I don't care about vaccinations. I'm not. I, and I don't give a fuck. If you don't take a vaccination, I could give a fuck. I'm not yeah. mad at you if you don't. I don't give a fuck about your personal shit i just know as a nurse if you don't do certain shit the hospital has a right to tell you to fuck off mm-hmm. i can tell you here at central valley medical i made every motherfucker take the vaccine you made them yeah hell yeah i said if you don't take it get the fuck on find another job mm-hmm. and if they don't like it i don't give a shit mm-hmm. you know people can be mad at me all they want but now looking back i feel bad because we got a vaccine we got a booster. We got fucking three or four boosters. And what's coming out? What are they finding out? None of that shit really makes a difference. And I think we rushed it. I think we made errors. But that's my point about medicine. We changed Changing. medicine. Yeah. So I don't. are practicing. I'm not, I'm not mad about that shit. Let me. I spent 12 years in the army. How many fucking shots did they stab my ass with? You know, I had this one conversation for a lot. Probably I had this one conversation with yeah. this one gentleman who was talking about what his experience was like in the army. And he was saying like all the different things that they would give him or they would yeah. trial on them. Yeah. And what did they, right. and yeah. what did they tell us? What is it good for you? No, Starshima, I don't want to take that. I don't feel comfortable. I don't give a fuck what you want, bitch. You're in the army. Take that shit. Shut the fuck up. Is that what that you don't have no choice to take it? You don't because the take army, it or get thrown out. The military owns you. You signed mm. a contract that says we can fucking abuse you any way we want, Starshima. Mm. And yeah. if you don't like it, shut the fuck up or move the fuck on. Wow. And then did you take that same mentality? You said that sounds like that's what you were doing to your people when you made them get that vaccine. No, no. I, I asked him. I told him, I'm like, you know, I want you to get vaccinated because we're fucking around all these sick motherfucking nurses and doctors and shit. I want you to be safe. Right. If you don't want to take it, don't take it. But I encourage you to take it. I didn't force right. him to take that shit. Nice. But I paid for it if we needed to. That's awesome. And everybody that works here, we took it. And guess what? Even though we took the vaccine, what happened? You still got COVID. <laughs> we feel, it's still getting sick as shit. Yeah. So fuck it. I mean, it's okay. We love you motherfuckers. You, okay. you believe in medicine. Like, it would be so contradicting I do. if you I are do believe a in nurse medicine. and not believe in medicine. I know, so but I that's what makes me crazy. Right. How could you be a motherfucking nurse and not believe in science? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you, motherfucker? I think we all believe in science. I think nope. just some, nope. some to different. I disagree with that shit. To different degrees. I fucking disagree with that shit. You don't Starshima. think every that they nope. that nurses or medicines believe in medicine? Nope, I don't. I believe they let their fucking religion and their way they were raised skew them and shit. Science is motherfucking science. Now, science don't lie. Now, are we always perfect in science? No, but I think that science doesn't lie. Science can help us get better at what we do. But I believe that we let our, our religious views, our personal views, we let it skew us and shit. Now, does the government lie? Yeah, I believe that shit. Why? Look at you. You're a black woman. Why does the government lie, Starshima? 
they can lie for a multitude of different reasons. Whatever. For their Don't. own gain. Look at uh, me. To Bullshit. Get exactly what it is. I'm that putting your ass on the fucking spot. To, Why? to push the things that they want to push their agendas to get some type that. of. I'm going to put your ass on the spot. How are you going to put me on the spot? Because you're a black woman. What, what about do, it? What do we know about black women and the government? What did we do to your ass fucking 50, 60 years ago? What What did you do to us? Mm-hmm. What you mean? Y'all have done a lot of, the government's done a lot of things we to us. We experimented on you. We fucking sterilized exactly. you. Tuskegee black women, Airmen. black men. Yeah, the Tuskegee Airmen. We fucked you up and gave mm-hmm. you syphilis. That's why yeah, people have a hard that? time. Yeah, of course yeah. I know that mm-hmm. shit. I know. Look at me. I love yeah. you. And I love you too. I fucking know all but the shit I that we that, did. And so when you think about those things, let's unpack this for a minute. So when you say you believe in science, but when you have been done a certain way, how do you always believe without some type of thought process that there may be some hidden agenda behind their actions? Although it may be quote unquote science. I got you. Like, oh, Tiffany said that shit. I don't know if you know who Tiffany is, but. I, I busted. I busted. Tiffany, Tiffany, do we know each other, Tiffany? I don't know, but I busted. Coffee. I busted Tiffany's ovaries not that long ago. She says, "I absolutely do not believe science says it all. I believe someone drives the science mm-hmm. in the direction they want. I absolutely believe there's a time and a place." Yeah. And then she's her next statement was Tuskegee. Mm-hmm. When you were asking about what did they do, fifty? Yeah. Right. And then Sarah says belief and trust can be two different things. I agree with that shit. I'm not saying I believe in science 100%, but you can't fucking say that science doesn't have its benefits. Oh, absolutely. Like you believe in that. Like I was, you know, I talked to my students about what science versus sometimes what we see in the natural eye, especially when when we get an ethical dilemma is like keep the patient on the vent, turn the patient off the vent because their brain did, you know, things like that. Right. But I also, like for me, I'm just share with y'all, not that it matters either way. I'm unvaccinated. I chose not to get vaccinated. What the fuck? It just wasn't what I felt like (laughs) God was telling me to do, right? That's some fucking bullshit, man. But I didn't. Does it mean that I don't believe in science? I don't believe in healthcare? No, I just felt like that wasn't for me. You trying to give me your... Whatever. You trying to give me your fucking COVID. No, I... I mean, I'm just saying, and I believe it just like, again, belief and trust is different. And I think it just depends on the factors. And I lean to my guidance of what I feel in my intuition, what my gut tells me about a thing. Did you get your kids vaccinated? My kids did not get vaccinated either. How about your your husband? My husband is not vaccinated either. Y'all are fucking sinners and shit, man. Well, now we're sinners. (laughs) How many times have we had COVID? Probably never. We right. had it one time, and I didn't lose yeah. a taste. I didn't yeah. lose a smell. I didn't lose anything. Somebody and I'm else. not saying that that was it. I just felt like I did what was best for me. But I absolutely believe in medicine. I've seen what medicine has done firsthand for people. Yeah. But again, we're practicing. I wasn't ready to be practiced on in this endeavor. But my kids do get the general vaccines that they should get, right? So think now, about that. Now, and somebody but, says, I'm with Starshima, not vaccinated, and never had COVID. Right, See? Right. Now, but wait. I mean, I'm just saying. I know, but wait, wait. Let me ask you a question. Am I being cynical because I say I don't blame you for not being vaccinated as a black woman? No. You understand where I'm coming from? Mm-hmm. If I've been of, trying to take me out, no, I'm just no, kidding. No, 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 but I, no, but I, I think I'm just joking. No, I, I'm not joking. They don't know the history of what we have done to the black women, to the black men, how we tested you and we fucked you over. If I was a black person, I probably wouldn't go see the motherfucking doctor either. I don't want no, why you killing my motherfucking ass and shit. No, but no, you I'm know what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I'm no, going to go to the doctor. You, you I just think that certain things... Okay, and but you understand how... Like, go ahead. No, but do you understand how some black people may not want to fucking go see the motherfucking doctor? I can definitely see that in when you can hear you blame stories, them? right? Can yeah. you blame them? No, you can't blame yeah. them from their level of understanding and what they believe and what they've right. been, what culture has taught them. I can't, just but it culture, is but fucking truth. It is true. But I also believe now here's where I believe, right? Is I can understand there be maybe some mistrust, but I believe that it's still important and crucial for them to go and get the care that they need and get the health care. That's they why, um, but that's why we need black doctors. No, well, we do. I agree. Because we have Hmong nurses, 
we need Hmong doctors because uh, I don't know if you know about Hmongs, but they're very superstitious. They mm-hmm. don't want to fucking come to see us because they're very mm-hmm. superstitious. Mm-hmm. Even if you have a Hmong nurse or a Hmong doctor, mm-hmm. they don't even want to see them motherfuckers because they're superstitious. Mm-hmm. What's the cultural have- aspect? I think you brought this right? up when you came and spoke in one of our classes was that it's that cultural aspect of it. We want people who look like us, who can relate to us to be able to help us through some of the most crucial times. Mm-hmm. Now, I am far from, I mean, I'm going to go and get the help that I need whenever I need the help. But I agree when we have more people who look like us in any culture, right? Any right. race, any ethnic group, you feel more. So would you be okay? Comfortable, if, so comfortable. But I'm you, not a person who will, I mean, you, you know, okay? I'm, I'm diversified. Would you be I'm, okay if I checked out your urethra? That would probably not be, <laughs> no, <laughs> not, not with the kind of relationship we have. I'd be like, wait, can wait, I get wait. the nurse, what please? The, what, the, what the fuck? You wouldn't let me Because I know, because what I know about you, that is not necessarily your specialty where so, you make wait, me wait. really, really give Bullshit. you that. I know what a urethra looks like. I know you do. Now, I know listen you do. To me. I looked at one of your posts today talking about your uh, coaching shit. You talk about something about pink women or pink. All I heard oh, is the, the pink word. tabletop. You don't it's know where my mind. Yeah, you don't know where my mind went, do you? Oh my no, no, Kevin. We we, we not gonna we gotta go do that on here today, Kevin. <laughs> y'all y'all gotta get Kevin. Y'all gotta get Kevin. Y'all gotta get Kevin. But I think that this was a good. Y'all let us know. Give us some feedback. This is the first time that Kevin and I have went live on social media. We've talked about it. We've entertained it. Let us know if there's something that you would like to yeah. see us pop in periodically. Did you enjoy the conversation? I personally like the way like in it. the chat box. I like the conversation. What do you think, Kevin? Like listening it. to what the people want to I talk like about and all those things. What, what did you most enjoy about us going live? I like it because people give their feedback. They give their live experiences and we can share with each other. That's the only way we're going to change nursing is to empower each other. True. You can't fucking be shy. You got to be able to speak out. So I love it. Yes. Someone said, I love it live. Love the live feed. Yeah, I love Questions you too, Serena. Real time yeah, thank exactly you for listening. What we need. Absolutely. Yeah, love, tell people about us. Yeah. I love the if interaction you, and sharing. Yeah. Invite your yeah. friends. If you all in a nurse to nurse community, nurse to nurse podcast community, invite your good nursing friends over. Let's yeah. have some good nurse to nurse conversation. Because again, our mission here is to unleash the voices of nurses. And to do it in a very, you know, they want us to be crazy and to be overly this. But what if we just united our voices and talked about the things that matter and change healthcare? You know, I look at Kevin and I both, we are both nursepreneurs, which means that we own our own businesses. And both of us, of what we do, we still drive impact at the bedside. Right. By what we're doing, right? Even having these conversations with you all today. We're still driving the bedside care, right? So we're still aiding to, someone said, reuniting our voices. Absolutely. Together we stand and let's not be scared about the matters that matter to us. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. We do have a group on Facebook. Sarah said, make a group on Facebook so we can continue the convo. Absolutely. There is a group, Miss Sarah. Are you in the group? It's called Nurse to Nurse Podcast Community. I'll I'll invite you and shit. Don't worry, Sarah. I'll invite your ass. I'll keep inviting everybody. All right. Someone said, I love the interaction and sharing. I think it's been a great conversation. I love love all of you. Y'all get to see what I get to deal with behind the scenes on Saturday (laughs) mornings at 6.30 or 5.30. Do you guys see that uh, reel where he was in the wrong studio, but he was yelling at me because he couldn't find me. But I was in the right space. Y'all see the things I got in? So, so if if you need a coach, though, if you need a mentor, you need a coach, make sure you see Starshima at Brand Nurse Coach. You know, she's on Facebook. She's on Instagram. She teaches nurses and she mentors nurses. She's your coach. So if you need it, Darshim is the person. So yeah, we teach you what my real magic is just really just helping you build the brand of you. Yeah. But who do you believe in men or women who you focus on? For me, I focus on working with women, right. but women. I believe in men too. I know, like, but we're on a podcast I, together. I know, I, think men need the I got you, around. but we need somebody to support women and shit, though. We do. No, I think women nurses yeah. and women in general, we have to start leveraging our voices, that's leveraging us to be able to drive impact in the world. And that's what I help right. you is leverage that brand of you. Because right. what I know is I was a censored nurse. 
I had no brand. And essentially, I didn't know. I knew what I was doing as a nurse, but my voice didn't matter. I was in a place where I felt like I was lost. But when I got crystal clear about who I was, what I stood for, and how I decided to show up in an organization, things began to shift for me. Like you see me different spaces and different highlights where an organization said, well, maybe our missions both connected our visions to where they utilized me for their marketing that went beyond my years of even serving at the organization to now helping nurses unleash and build future nurses. So build the brand of you. You matter. We need you to be completely unleashed. And the best way to do that is to leverage you. So I'm passionate about it, y'all. I'm passionate about it. Sarah says she's not in the group, so add Sarah to the group, Kevin. I'll add you to the group. That's your assignment tonight, okay? I'll add you. Don't worry, Sarah. I'll add your ass and shit. Don't worry. Maybe I invited you. You just said fucking accept this shit. (laughs) All right. That's awesome. So we're going to round it up tonight because I'm going to go make sure my kids are nice and tucked away. Kevin don't have little kids like I got little kids, so I got to go put those little kids away. So he's going to take us out. I hope that you fucking had a good time tonight. Make sure that you, if you need help and shit, Talk to Starshima if you need CPR, HLS, PALS, NRP. Don't forget to visit us at morecpr.com and stuff. Don't worry, Sarah. I'll add your ass too and shit. I love you, baby. All right, y'all. Have a good night. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you. Thank you. Take care.